Good morning, it's first thing Friday so it's time for fix. This is the audio version of my weekly newsletter, made with a synthetic voice form Amazon Polly. Read the original, with all the links at addictivelondon.com. Fix Friday December 2nd. Newf. The Netflix CEO has been talking about his conversion to advertising, saying his focus on GAFA obscured the idea. The big thing that I missed is I was on the Facebook board, so I bought in for a decade to the belief that systems relying on data were going to be able to do higher CPMs than anyone else, Hastings said, referring to a marketing metric used to calculate the cost per advertising impressions. So Google and Facebook were going to mop up the world, and they have a non-TV advertising. What I failed to understand is that there is a lot of TV advertising that now couldn't find the viewers because the 18-49-year-old to 49 year old segment had moved on and were not watching linear TV, he said. Like most converts he is now a passionate believer in ads. You can watch the full interview on YouTube. Now back at the wheel, Disney's Bob Iger has vowed to take hard look at costs in push for profit. Instead of chasing subscriptions with aggressive marketing and aggressive spending on content, we have to start chasing profitability. But he has been equally quick to champion creativity as the priority of Disney, something that was not well articulated by the cake regime. I think a number of you who have worked with me and know me know that I'm obsessed with, creativity, but I'm obsessed with it for a reason, Iger said. It is what drives this company. Every transaction that occurs at this company emanates from some form of creativity, and therefore it is my number one priority. It is the focus. It's not about how much we create, it's about how great the things are that we do create. One key issue where Iger seems to think differently than Chopek is where movies get released first. There is a general feeling that box office's revenues will be valued more in the future, and that the marketing value of a box office release helps drive audience when it does come to streaming. We have a live example, Netflix gave the Knives Out follow-up, Glass Onion, a limited theatrical release before it is released on Netflix on December 23rd. The film was shown for a week in 700 US cinemas, and it earned around $13 million over the five-day Thanksgiving holiday. But a more typical release could have garnered $40, $50 million, going some way to pay back the $469 million Netflix paid for this and a third Knives Out film. In the past we have seen all the big players in streaming adopt the same playbook, essentially the Netflix model. But now the economics of streaming have been shown wanting, that is changing and people are looking back at former business models and thinking through how they can be adapted. Look at AMC. Shows like Mad Men and Breaking Bad once attracted a large sought-after audience, but their streaming services stuttered. Their CEO spoke for the industry. It was our belief that cord-cutting losses would be offset by gains in streaming, AMC chairman James Dolan said in an earlier memo to employees, which was reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. This has not been the case. The mechanisms for the monetization of content are in disarray. But licensing a series of Breaking Bad to Netflix drove up the ratings for the show on AMC, so new ways to trade content can be rewarding. Disney did open their checkbook this week, paying $900 million for the 15% chunk of BAMTech they didn't own. This deal has been a significant success with BAM technology powering the entire Disney empire. Vogue launches video shopping platform in UK, advanced television. Good ads and bad ads. Gary Vaynerchuk has a new catchphrase, brandformance. But it's way better than it sounds. As explained by one of his people in a TikTok, what else? It's the blend of organic and paid that we talk about a lot in our good TikTok creative newsletter. Well worth watching. Apple are clearly a big part of the future of ads and buy spot a major hire amongst this listicle of key Apple ad execs, Vishal Gurbhagjani is charged with building the Apple DSP and brings lots of ad tech experience. Kieran O'Kane builds on the LinkedIn post we shared last week, 
arguing Apple will need to buy tech. But whilst smart people build smart tech that enables ads that add value to businesses, media owners and people, what I call advertising trinity, there is a dark side to the business. People shoveling money into websites no one goes to, crap ads on crap sites, measured with crap metrics. This blight on our business made the news this week with Yahoo making a long-term partnership, 30 years, with Taboola, hoping to generate annual revenue of $1 billion. Take a look at this football story on a reach site, made unreadable with ads loading constantly and pop-ups etc. worth asking your agency to confirm they don't waste any of your budget on this sort of thing. Remember the ISBA slash PWC report that found 15% of spend was missing and top brands were buying ads on 40,000 sites. We need to focus on quality not quantity and this deal doesn't help. To better understand this sector this is good background although the merger mentioned was called off after regulatory concerns. Data. Spent a lot of this week thinking about the data that drives the RESH opportunities in digital marketing, particularly trying to value first-party data. If you know its value you know how much you can spend harvesting it. In the research a couple of quotes from McKinsey made lots of sense. One of the most important questions leaders should ask themselves in a new data-driven marketing growth world is, who are you spending time with? Says one former consumer tech CMO. If the answer is mostly your brand and creative function, you won't have the deep knowledge of what your data analytics teams need, how to help solve the challenges they face, and how data and creative need to come together to have the biggest impact. And laggards tend to treat digital and analytics efforts as side projects rather than important enablers of enterprise-wide priorities. Not surprisingly, these efforts struggle to get the attention and resources they require to succeed. Recognizing the importance of data is driving in housing but also deeper relationships between agency and client. Don't be a laggard here. Our friends at Perpetua picked up on my point about the importance of clean rooms in their socials, and news from Amazon confirmed the growing focus, announcing AWS Clean Rooms. A new analytics service that helps companies across industries easily and securely analyze and collaborate on their combined data sets, without sharing or revealing underlying data. Merchant Media Fix friend Colin Lewis kindly shared some of my thinking in one of his LinkedIn posts and we picked up a number of new Fix subscribers, welcome. Lots of noise on the topic, with the raconteur article we shared a while ago, retail media, delivering precision at scale, running in the Times newspaper yesterday and a campaign panel with Criteo and Deliveroo. But the time for talking is over. Smart brands are not waiting. As this adage article shows, looking at how P&G, L'Oreal and others are using retail media data to make their CTV investments work harder, it's all coming together. Creative and AI So much is happening with AI and creative. Nest Labs have a good paper summarizing the space and VC firm Sequoia share their thinking on the opportunity. Futurepedia attempts to document all the tools but with version 2 of Stable Diffusion now out, it's hard to keep up. Merchant. This list of the most popular items on Deliveroo is good PR but the inclusion of Waitrose Avocados in the top 10 hints at how big their grocery business could be. But the startups are struggling, Wonder had a slightly different take on food delivery but are firing people. People are still trying with live shopping, Talk Shop Live and Twitch are pushing their pog picks. Shopify is testing a new universal search feature. TikTok. More negativity around TikTok. A politician calls it digital fentanyl and a Forbes article calls out Chinese state media for politically divisive posts around the midterms. At what point does this background noise start to matter? Plus plus. One of my favorite newsletters made a great point about a byproduct of the GAFA ads business. Creation of the $500 billion digital advertising market has led to the largest profit pool to fund new growth areas in the last 15 years. From a reductionist viewpoint, 
we could say that advertising funded new experiments in AI, voice assistance, connected hardware, autonomous vehicles, etc. Snapchat launches new, voice-powered our experience with New Balance. Amazon's hardware team's first to face Axis tech giant downsizes, FT. The Art of Deck Making. 52 Things I Learned in 2022, Tom Whitwell. Music streaming is not unfair to artists, UK competition watchdog finds, FT. Nike unveils swoosh platform to house Web3 projects, Vogue Business. HTTPS colon slash slash mailkey.mp slash thebrandteachgroup slash brandtechnews 15060241 backslash. What are all those chief metaverse officers actually doing? Axiom. For shopping, phones are common and influencers have become a factor, especially for young adults. The state of fashion 2023, resilience in the face of uncertainty, boff. Hacking heads, Rashad Tobaccowala podcast with a neuroscientist. So much potential here. I did a light piece on neuroscience and contextual creative a while ago. Four industry leaders on what's next for creativity, Google. Spotify Rap 2022 arrives with new features like your listening personality, 40k plus artist messages, tech, crunch.